a Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. All right, it's Monday morning, it's 8.30, that means it's time for Politics with John Moore. Morena to you, John. Kia ora. How you doing today, my friend? Yeah, pretty good. Good, good. Right, today's all about Imu Matau, um, looking at the occupation of Imu Matau uh, near Auckland Airport. Hundreds of protesters have descended uh, on the land uh, from all around the country. Um, what is the protest and the occupation about, John? Well, it's a very complex issue, and one thing I'd notice is that the media is, is generally, the mainstream media is, is finding it particularly difficult to navigate around this protest and work out what it's all about. Um, it's, on one level, it's, it's a protest uh, by local Māori uh, against Fletcher's, Fletcher uh, Building, who are proposing to build um, uh, hundreds of houses on land that they legally own. Um, the uh, local Maori and their supporters who are protesting dispute that fact, um, and and the land clearly uh, was was effectively stolen by the crown uh, in the 1800s, and then sold off and given to private farmers. And now a section of that land has ended up in the hands of Fletcher Challenge. So that's one dimension to it. However, what what makes it confusing is that the uh, what can be seen as the officially recognised uh, tangata whenua of the area, the, the, the local Māori leaders representing mana whenua uh, are actually backing uh, Fletcher's uh, to the extent that at one stage they, they went on to the occupation uh, with, um, with police uh, and, and actually called for the occupation to be stopped. So it's also got that dimension of um, a section of uh, effectively, I guess what you could say, uh, Maori elite in the area who are backing Fletcher's uh, um, against uh, younger, uh, mainly younger Maori from the area uh, and their supporters. And also now it's taken on the added dimension of being um, a conflict between um, these protesters or protectors as they call themselves and the state. So the state has sent in at times hundreds of police there, um, clearly to protect the interests of, of Fletcher's. With, uh, so the state is, in, to all uh, purposes, is, is basically recognising that Fletcher's are the legal owners of the land and are sending police in there to, to um, at least manage uh, the protesters. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at the history of, of the land. It's um, well, it has been claimed it's the oldest continually, continuously mm. occupied site uh, in Aotearoa. Um, it was confiscated by the Crown during the land wars in the 1860s, and then granted to the Wallace family, uh, I think, in about 1867. Mm. Uh, and they were f- they had the land for 150 odd years, uh, and then they sold it to Fletcher's. Um, the iwi or some of the iwi did try to buy it. Um, and that failed, uh, but then the land was set to be protected by the Manukau District Council uh, in, in a way, but the family won the right to develop, uh, changing the zone, zoning laws, um, the zone of the land in the Environment Court. Um, so I guess you go back to the fact that it was taken by the Crown um, to, you know, to create that big road through to the Waikato 
um, mm, back, exactly. back, back in the 1860s during the Lamb Wars and then given um, to, I don't know, uh, who the original Wallace was. Maybe he was a soldier. Um, who knows? Yeah, so it, it, um, you really got to know your history of colonisation of New Zealand to, to have a clear understanding of uh, how these events are unfolding now. And, um, political commentator Chris Trotter, I thought, uh, wrote a very good article where he said that this isn't just about colonisation of the past, this is about colonisation in action now, where the state is, uh, is, is using the police and all its forces uh, to to um, cement and to show it is on the side of the legal owners of this land, Fletcher's, and that the only reason they're the legal owners of the land, just as you pointed out, is because of that legacy that this land was uh, confiscated by the state. Uh, um, local Māori were alienated from their own land, uh, and, um, and, and now the legal owners through that whole long historical process have ended up being uh, Fletcher's building, um, who have been, as I said, have been able to negotiate with um, some of the key uh, Māori uh, elders and leaders in this area to come up with a deal. But uh, as we see, we're seeing conflict play out between um, Māori themselves. And again, this, this is nothing unique. Since the early days of colonisation, there's been uh, conflicts uh, between various iwi, hapū, um, um, Māori in general, of how it orientates towards the colonial state. And even in what certain people call the, the land wars or the sovereignty wars, or what when I was a kid they were called the New Zealand wars, that conflict between certain Māori iwi in the state, there were some iwi and hapu who actually sided with the state um, militarily at, at that stage. So we're seeing this is, this is a, uh, a new example of sort of inter-Māori strife over how to orientate with the state and what are predominantly Pākehā organisations. So in a sense it's nothing new, although it has taken on some aspects of a, of a class dimension with this new conflict. I mean, if this land is so tapu, like so sacred, um, why wasn't it claimed? Why wasn't there any claim put on it uh, through the treaty process? Um, so um, that's a good question. I, I, I guess the, um, I don't know enough about the history of whether this case has actually been taken to the uh, Waitangi Tribunal and whether there has been any ruling. There hasn't, to my knowledge. I, I guess the fact that. Um, Certainly the current owners in negotiation with the Auckland um, City Council have been able to come up with a deal with what can be recognised as um, the Māori representatives uh, of, of the mana whenua of this area, of the people of the land of this area. So um, uh, that's possibly why uh, we're not seeing, we haven't seen the issue of the sacredness of this land being con contested because... Māori leaders have actually ended up backing Fletcher buildings. Now, what's the government doing? I mean, um, originally you said they weren't going to intervene at all, um, and then Jacinda um, went live on Friday night. Uh, what, what did she say, and, and where are they sitting at the moment? Um, she's been wishy-washy in the extreme. As, as you said, initially the, the government, well, through Jacinda Ardern, said, well, 
it's not our issue. Uh, representatives of the Mana Whenua uh, are, are backing the housing plan, um, and, and she was getting advice clearly from uh, um, members of uh, Labour Party's Māori caucus, uh, who, who have also been incredibly wishy-washy over the, this whole issue, while uh, indicating um, some support for the official representatives of the Mana Whenua, who are backing Fletcher's. Um, I think because of the, the, this whole issue is heating up to such a degree that the government's taking a slightly new tact and sort of presenting themselves as neutral, uh, a, a neutral force that, that can bring all the different parties to negotiation and then, uh, and then map out a sort of a deal. Um, the, the problem is that from the uh, protectors' uh, point of view, from the protest point of view, uh, there's they see, there have been statements where they see the government as being quite disingenuous, that when it's talking about negotiations again, it's only bringing in what seems to be these official representatives of mana whenua uh, who have backed the deal already uh, and are wanting quite possibly to cut out the representatives of the protectors or protesters. Um, so... Jacinda Ardern has claimed that there will be no building on the land at the moment, that that's been halted, uh, so she must, I presume, have the agreement of Fletcher Buildings. Um, uh, uh, and how this will play out is very hard to tell, but if the government just brings in representatives, the official representatives of the mana whenua, the, the, the Maori leaders who are back Fletchers in the housing deal, then that's not going to uh, satisfy the, the protesters or protectors at all, clearly. No, no. Uh, and, and this is great. I mean, this has been ongoing for three years or so um, since the Wallace Family Limited, uh, the company which I, I believe um, contained no members of the Wallace Family anymore, uh, but was still under that name, oh. I think, uh, the last Wallace pulled out of that company in the 1990s, I think 96 I looked at the business thing there last week, uh, anyway um, so it, it's it's been a long time since it's been sold, Fletcher's I guess has been sitting on it for a while, um, but the protesters have been there for, since the first pretty much since day one um, some of them have been uh, working there um, for a very long time um, Why you know? so why is it just heating up now? Um, I, I guess because uh, Fletcher Buildings are wanting to move forward uh, and, and because you have a concrete deal uh, with local um, Maori leaders that, that so many houses will be built and so many houses will be given uh, uh, to local uh, Maori. So that's part of the deal. Um, and uh, clearly by Fletcher Buildings, uh, possibly the Auckland City Council, but definitely uh, um, uh, local Pomatua, uh, who are backing the deal, want want to get the protesters out and uh, and, and push things forward. But the the blowback uh, to to the sort of more um, draconian measures to use the police and and the police have been backed by the local Pomatua and, mm. and Fletchers who are uh, trying to push through this deal and get the protests out of the way. So I think the the reaction has been that it, it's just highlighted the case case in the national media with the use of the police, with these the sort of draconian measures or aggressive measures to get the protesters or occupiers or protectors off this land and it's just led to a, a groundswell of support and I think it point, what it points to in a wider political sense is that, is that growing 
deep satisfaction with how um, uh, the whole sort of uh, process of, of of returning land and resources to to Māori has played out. That with billions of dollars of of, of land and resources transferred to various Māori iwi, uh, and with the enrichment of of certain um, Māori leaders, we still have the reality where uh, most Māori are poor. Uh, when when um, most Māori have don't seem to have benefited materially at least from this um, um, process of uh, returning land and resources to Māori iwi uh, and I guess this protest is like a, a has become a sort of a, a, a cry from those Māori and their supporters who feel that they haven't benefited from the behind the scenes deal that have been done with some kōmātua uh, and iwi representatives with the state and with private corporations um, so they feel disenfranchised within a group of people that are disenfranchised. Exactly, and w- 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 one thing that uh, I think points to uh, Ma- this a group of Ma- large, if not the majority of Maori being disenfranchised within uh, the Maori world uh, to all Maori is the fact that um, gaps, material gaps in terms of inequality, have 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 significantly grown within um, old Maori. Uh, itself within the Maori world itself is now this this significant gap between the majority uh, who have living standards below the rest of the population um, and, and this this new sort of Maori middle class and upper class uh, that have become um, enriched uh, through the treaty negotiation process and that handing back of resources and land to certain iwi. And the argument here is that the local kama, uh, kamatua from uh, Tawarana uh, Taua um, and, and from uh, that the local iwi apu organisations, that they're why are they cutting a deal with flexures? Uh, why are they so adamant that the, the protectors should be uh, pushed off uh, this land by the police, by the state? What are they getting out of this deal that they've um, made with uh, flexures? Hmm, interesting. Uh, with what's happening in Auckland around the country in terms of housing, is this something we, you know, we can expect to see more of? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, with, with the government's um, house, housing initiatives, uh, whether it's with Kiwi Build, with, uh, with the building a new state housing, and uh, with the encouragement of the private sector particularly uh, to, to invest in more housing, it needs to be land freed up. So this is all part of that in that context that it's it's a, it's a freeing up of land and this land was um, farming land as you said owned by the Wallace family this land was sold to Fletcher's uh, clearly with the purpose of development uh, the government's making it easier and easier for um, consent of housing projects so that this is all within that context of of using um, primarily private enterprise with no state subsidy to um, to, to um, invest in housing, in particular what's called social housing, so um, 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 or housing that's so-called affordable housing. So the, the argument here that this is meant to be affordable housing that is being built by Fletcher's um, uh, in negotiation with local uh, Maori leaders, with 
with a deal with, with some of those houses uh, given uh, to local Māori in the area. Um, and so it's all part of that process of, yeah, that the government's uh, wanting uh, demands to be met with greater supply of housing, um, with the freeing up of land, etc. Um, I mean, politically, we're, we're, how is this looking for the government, especially Labour, with the seven Māori seats? Um, where are they, you know, will this impact on them coming into next year? Absolutely, absolutely. This could be um, this government's, uh, uh, for sure, and seedbed uh, moment um, if it doesn't handle it right. And I think we've seen, uh, what I would say, um, a large degree of arrogance from the government and from the uh, Māori caucus in relation to this dispute. Clearly, uh, um, um, uh, the members of the Māori caucus were not giving Jacinda Ardern very good advice when she came out and said, well, it's not our problem, um, it's not the mana whenua who are the protesters here, in fact, uh, the representatives of the mana whenua are actually backing Fletcher's. Now, that, that really pissed off people uh, within that local community, members of the mana whenua who are actually backing the protest, and I think it, um, it just inflamed the situation. Um, one way that uh, Maori, that Labour won back the Maori seats was by presenting the Maori Party as representatives of a Maori elite. That uh, uh, that late, in fact, the Labour Party is, is the true Kopapa Maori Party, and that it represents the interests of ordinary Maori um, against the Maori elite. So Willie Jackson, who considers himself left wing, a socialist, and is head of the Maori Caucus, uh, he was one of the key campaigners in getting those seats back for. Um, Labour. Now, uh, with the statements that Jacinda Ardern has made and people like Willie Jackson has made referring that we need to defer to the uh, the official leaders of the mana whenua in this area, it makes that those Māori representatives in the Labour Party, in the Māori caucus, appear that they are siding with uh, Maori elite against the interest of ordinary people who have taken up protests. So we know what happened with the Maori Party when when it got stuck into that groove where it just kept sort of uh, deferring to say um, um, the most elite and, and rich iwi in the country and their leaders. Um, they were wiped out from the Maori electorate. So mm. the same could quite possibly happen with Labour this time round. Where does if this they don't play the situation uh, with more nuance. Yeah. Where does this end? Where do you see this ending? I mean, like you, like we've said, the the land hasn't um, gone through... A, well, we don't know if it's gone through the treaty process or not, um, but you would would assume that it must have been looked at at some point, seeing, um, mm. you know, the tonga of the area... Um, especially the surrounding area um, from Imamatao. Um So where does it end? If it hasn't been claimed, the rightful owner is Fletcher, right? You know, they, they are well, the rightful the, owner. It's, uh, morally, uh, whether Fletcher's are the rightful owner or not is, is clearly up for dispute. Oh, without doubt. Uh, the protectors uh, at uh, Ihuamatao would argue that morally, uh, uh, mana whenua, local Māori, are the... Are the the rightful owners. But yes, legally, uh, Fletchers are the rightful owners, and legally the state in the 1800s um, complicated this land from uh, um, local Māori. 
one scenario is that the state uh, buys this land off Fletcher's, um, forcefully or not, and then uh, um, comes to a, a deal with uh, Mana Whenua over uh, where maybe the state and Mana Whenua will jointly manage this land and own this land, or uh, the state will hand over this land to Mana Whenua. Um, so that's one scenario. But the, I think the government's very hesitant to do that because it sets up a precedent. Where, yeah. um, <laughs> um, I mean, arguably a majority of land in the country was illegally confiscated from Maori. So, uh, does the state want to go down that that route where uh, they're seen, uh, where the state has pushed to take land, private land, uh, confiscate it or buy it off private owners, and then hand it back to Tangata Whenua? I, I would suspect the state won't do that. Um, Maybe some uh, deal is stitched up where um, Fletcher agrees to give even more housing to local Māori um, and then get some of the protesters' leaders um, on board, so a sort of divide-and-rule type scenario where they can get a, a, percent, a certain chunk of the protesting leaders on board and, uh, and then um, isolate uh, um, uh, those who remain protesting on the site. Um, that's one scenario as well. Or that the state just gets heavy-handed, uh, sends in the cops, uh, more cops uh, um, with batons, etc., and, and clears out the protest. I don't think uh, that's going to happen, um, uh, certainly with not with the large numbers at, at that protest site. It would, uh, it would be a watershed moment for politics in New Zealand, uh, and I think it would... Uh, would lead to a, a massive divide between uh, the state and, and large numbers of Maori um, and their supporters. So, I don't think I don't think any of the people currently uh, involved in the, this whole scenario, whether it's the state, the government, the police, Fletchers, Komatua uh, um, from Mana Whenua who are backing Fletchers, the protectors. I, I don't think any of them necessarily know how this is going to play out and how mm. it's going to end. It could be a long game. It could be, yeah. And maybe that's what the, the government hopes, that it just it just drags out superficial negotiations. Uh, people get tired of protesting, have to go back to their families, their homes, um, etc. People have come from outside Auckland, so um, hopefully it, it might think, well, we can just drag it out, and we've just got a few dozen protesters left, and we can actually uh, use a divide and rule tactic to get some of those protest leaders on side with a deal, uh, a state-sponsored deal, then then we can send in the police and just get rid of those last few protesters. That could be the thinking of this government. Well, if uh, Bastion points anything to go by, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, all right, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for that, John. It's okay. And we'll talk again tomorrow morning, Matt. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.